A hearty good morning to everyone. We welcome everyone here to our <clears throat> morning worship service, or our worship service period, uh, here at 904 <clears throat> Lawrence Avenue. It's good to see this number that are here with us uh, this morning. I know some have been uh, out uh, traveling, some out sick. Uh, it's good to have you all back uh, with us on this uh, breezy fall morning. <clears throat> we went from uh, 80 degrees uh, Thursday to 70 to 50 something. Uh, so that's just part of the, uh, the season, isn't it? Uh, still a, a beautiful day, isn't it, that God has given us uh, on this Lord's Day. And we are uh, truly thankful for all that have come out this morning to be with us. If you are a visitor, we want to welcome you uh, back to, or welcome you to Lawrence Avenue. We want to be able to, <clears throat> excuse me, present ourselves in a friendly fashion, so it's good to be here and, and to see you uh, here with us on this Lord's Day. <clears throat> Those have been out sick, uh, Brother Steve, and <clears throat> others have been out sick traveling, Sister Easley and Sister Walker, who have been out sick. Uh, good to have you all uh, back with us on this Lord's Day. <clears throat> Check your uh, cell phones. Please make sure they're off on silent because it is what time to give God our attention everybody else at home ought to know where you're at okay? time to give God our attention we need to make sure that we are putting our mental state in a reverence state for God church so let's set aside everything and give God his time is due after all, we are here to worship him in spirit and in truth. <clears throat> no food or drink in auditorium. Police should have to say that each week, but same time I do. So make sure that we are understanding we are here in the auditorium, no food or drink here in the auditorium. <clears throat> As you saw, we've installed windows in the, in the doors. We've been trying to do that for uh, over a year. Uh, it's kind of hard to get contractors these days because we want to be able to make sure that we're creating a safe environment. It's not good to open a door nowadays and you don't know who's standing on the other side of the door, especially at even church assemblies, unfortunately. So as you saw, we had doors, windows installed in the doors. Uh, the doors at a certain time will be locked, which should always be. And to get in, you will have to be uh, ushered into the building for safety reasons. So at a certain point, church, you come in late, uh, you may have to knock and present yourselves at the window. Uh, these are the times that we're in, folks. So we need to make sure that we're, we are protecting ourselves as we worship God. <clears throat> Our announcements. <clears throat> Brother Jerry Hathaway's, his surgery Hathaway, his surgery went well uh, last week. He is still in a lot of pain. Uh, I didn't realize he'd already had one knee replacement and then had to go in and take that one out and put this one in. So that was a little more uh, severe than normal. So he's still in a great deal of, of pain. Uh, and his daughter this weekend is staying with him, and he thanks everyone for your prayers and concerns for him. <clears throat> Church, let's check on him and see how we can, we can aid him during his time of recovery. Brother and Sister William Carruthers, they are visiting on this day. <clears throat> Brother and Sister Kance will be out of town October the 21st. 
through the 22nd, as well as October the 29th through the 30th, and they request our prayers for traveling grace. <clears throat> Sister Luster is scheduled to be back here in Nashville sometime today, and she plans to be uh, back at service, Lord's willing, next week. <clears throat> we have missed Sister Luster. There will be an announcement concerning the, uh, Brother Curtis will do a announcement concerning our Oktoberfest after my announcements this morning. <clears throat> Again, we encourage all members to take part in our weekly Bible classes. Uh, church, uh, a lot of encouragement and learning uh, takes place during our, our Bible studies. And we encourage all to take part in our classes <clears throat> on uh, Wednesday evening's class. Don't forget your homework Wednesday evening and also Wednesday morning class. Uh, your subject will be a letter G. Letter G in your workbooks, be not deceived. So let's come prepared, folks, to learn God's word together. Again, our Bible classes on Lord's Day at 9 a.m. on Lord's Day and on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. And also Wednesdays at 7 p.m. And for those who are sick and shut in, shut in or can't get out on Wednesday evenings at 7.15 p.m. for the conference call. Got several cards here. To Lawrence Avenue, thank you for your compassion, your heartfelt condolences, and love extended to our family, the Phillips, the King, and the Rollins. In the, in, the, in the home going of our daughter, Regina, Fleming King, and said, God bless you. And this comes from the Phillips King and Rollins family. And from Sister Walker, I would like to thank the church for your prayers and texts. I would also like to ask for your prayers for my nephew, Michael Avery, who just had surgery on both his legs following a massive heart attack. Goodness, I am so grateful and thankful uh, to be a member of this wonderful congregation. We thank you for that card, Sister Walker, and glad to have you back. Right. <clears throat> Sister Darlene Jones, just want to say to the church uh, here at Lawrence Avenue that I love you, every one of you all, and thanks for all uh, all you have done uh, in my time of of problems. Uh, my struggles. May God keep you all with love and blessings. Darlene Jones. Thank you for the cause of Jones. Uh, God is good. And it's wonderful to be a part of a wonderful family for God in it. Church, let's continue to be that way. To my church family. Okay. Uh, words cannot express my sincere love and gratitude towards your outpouring of concern for me during my recent illness. Uh, it, was, it was with deep and heartfelt appreciation uh, that I must thank you all for your phone calls, your cards. It is during times such as these when you really know who your family and friends are. Wow. Again, thank you so much, uh, very so much. Sincere from Brother Steve McLaren, and thank you, for good to, uh, thank you for this card. Uh, beautiful sentiment, and good to see you, Brother Steve. Our order of service this morning, and again, thank all for the beautiful sentiments that you made. 
Our order of service this morning is singing Brother Taylor Moore, our scripture and prayer, Brother William Kantz, our sermon, Brother Arnold Spivey, our prayer for offering and Lord's Supper, Brother James King, and our closing prayer, Brother John Phillips, collection, Brother Tyrone Moore, and Brother Danny Gift. Again, we thank you for your time and attention. Uh, the last announcement concerning the Fall Fest. morning everybody just kind of want to um, go back over this fall fest if you have a flyer from last week it says 2 p.m. Uh, we had to move it up to 1 p.m. due to the check-in time so we'll be leaving the building at 1 p.m. that means we won't, no excuse me we'll be leaving the building at 12 p.m. arriving there at 1 p.m. so that means if you need a ride I think Brother Ernest has a sheet on the back table if you need a ride for the vans or also those who are driving may have to assist and people who need rides so sign that list in the back if you need a ride um, also, if you listen on the podcast, text Ernest, text uh, myself, uh, text Candace Moore if you need a ride, and we'll all get in touch with Brother Ernest or we'll figure out who's driving because we only have one van. So we will have some people will have to drive. So if you need rides, we need to know as soon as possible. Um, but like I said, we'll be leaving the building at 12. So please be here, 11.30, 11.45, you know, because the earlier the better because we have to be there to check in. So if you're driving straight there, because I'm not going to force everybody or ask everybody to come to the building, if you live closer to Eagleville, because it's in Eagleville, there's a flyer on the back. So if you live closer to Eagleville, or just want to drive from your home to there, that's fine. But we need you there at one, because there is a check-in time. And by this being a group, we had to be there all at once, because we had to get the risk. So if you're going to be there, please be there at one or earlier, or at the building if you need a ride, 11.30, 11.45, so we can leave at 12. Um, we have about 45 people that signed up, so that's, that's a great number. You know, hopefully everybody can show up. Um, also keep in mind, check the weather. Uh, if you know with the weather, um, Ernest wants our oh, t-shirts. Yeah, we have, I think we have long 70 t-shirts too, so um, we do. We don't, we don't. He said we don't have enough. We don't have enough, but if, if the children want some, I'm sure we have enough for the kids. Um, so if the kids want some, uh, we get them today or what are we doing? Or, or that Saturday. Saturday, okay, so if you need a t-shirt, probably have them on the van. If you don't meet here, we'll have them on the van and we'll give them to you that Saturday. I'm sure we have enough for the kids, uh, for the t-shirts. Um, like I said, please be here early. It's on time. On time, sometimes it can be late. So it's good to be here early. But give us a heads up for the weather. Check the weather. That's, we're going to leave that to you to check the weather. If you know you can't do it, the weather's too cold, it, it may drizzle a little bit, give us a heads up. Call us by, by Friday, you know, Thursday or Friday. Give us a heads up. That way, hey, we got a spare ticket. Tickets are paid for. So if we have a spare ticket and somebody wants to go, hey, we know we have a space that we can fill. So please give us a heads up if plans change and you won't be able to make it due to anything. Thank you. Once again, grab a flyer on the back. The updated time is on the flyer. So any more questions, text me um, or Kenneth Moore, or Ernest, anybody. Ad yeah, ad address is on the front. Um, it says 35 miles, so 45 minutes from Lawrence Avenue. Um, also, you know, the name Lucky Lad Farms is on the flyer. So if you want to do some extra homework and um, Google the name, that's fine. GPS, the address, that's perfect. How y'all doing today? All right, it's good, it's good. All right, for our first song, let's all turn to page 888. 
All film? Let's all sing. Thank you, Lord, for loving me, and thank you, Lord, for blessing me, and thank you, Lord, for making me whole and saving my soul. I want to thank you, Lord, for loving Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Let us all with one accord sing praises to Christ the Lord. And let us all unite in song to praise him all day long. I want to thank you, Lord, for loving him. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Please reveal your will for me so I can serve you for eternity and use my life in every way. Take hold of it today. I want to thank you, Lord, for loving Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Let's all turn to page 825, 825. I love my Savior too, 825. Scripture in your prayer will follow page 825. All found? Let's all sing. Jesus, my heavenly King, loves me. I know, and praises to him I sing, onward I go, and closely to him I cling, blessings still flow, and I love my Savior too, I love my Savior, and he loves me, yes he loves me too, I, I seek his favor, and in everything I do, walking with him each day, love life does shine, and doing his will always never repine. Kneeling to him, I pray thou will not mind, and I love my Savior too. I love my Savior, and he loves me. Yes, he loves me too. I, I seek his favor, and in everything I do. Happy to serve my friend, lean on his arm. Rapture will never end a thing alarm. Voices will sweetly blend under his charm. And I love my Savior too. I love my Savior and he loves me. Yes, he loves me too. I seek his favor in everything I do. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. To God be the glory. Scripture reading comes from the book of John, 
John's Gospel. The chapter is 5, and the verses are 1 through 6. Chapter 5, verses 1 through 6 of the book of John. From the New King James, the text reads, After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Verse 4, for an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. Verse 6, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time. He said to him, do you want to be made well? Praise God's holy and divine word. Let us all read, study, and apply it to our lives. Let's go to God, God's throne in prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Father God, we come in humble submission, in obedient reverence to you, Father, to your love, to your mercy, to your grace, to your long-suffering. Father, we thank you for all the many blessings you bestow upon us each day. None greater than the opportunity to serve your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, in whom, by whom, and through whom we may find our way back to you, Father. We thank you for his sacrifice on that rugged cross, Father, for the sins of mankind. We thank you for his blood that continues to wash us free of the, the sins that so easily beset us, Father. When we repent of those sins and seek a closer walk with you, help us to do those things as we know you will. Thank you for the word that, that gives us the light unto our paths, Father. Father, we pray and we thank you for each soul gathered here today. What a blessing it is. What a, a confirming uh, wonderment that we share together. Thank you. Uh, for all gathered here. Uh, give us the things we stand in need of, Father, to go out and do those things that you would have us to do, to serve you in that great commission to bring souls to you, Father. Thank you for that opportunity. And give us the zeal and the commitment to continue to do that which you would have us to do. Father, we pray for those who do not know you yet, we pray for space and time that they may come to know you before it's everlasting and eternally too late. Father, we pray for 
your manservant who is about to come up here and stand behind this sacred desk and break unto us the bread of life, embolden his words and help us to understand and carry it out to a dying and perishing world, Father. Father, we, we pray for the sick, for the lame, for those who are confused, for those who just stand afar off or near at this time, Father, without your saving grace. Again, help us to help them. Help us to lift one another up in love and fellowship and to always follow Jesus in that pursuit. Again, we pray that everything that we say and do this day goes down to your glory. These and all other blessings and favors we ask in the most gracious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's all more page 826 for the invitation song. Page 826 for the invitation song. Now it's all notes page 829. Mansion over the hilltop. 829. Eight two nine. All found. That's all seen. I'm satisfied with just a cottage below, a little silver and a little gold. But in that city where the restroom will shine, I want to go home warm, that silver line. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old. And someday yonder, We'll never more wander, but walk the streets that appear as gold. Though often tempted, tormented and tested, and like the prophet, my pillow was sown. And though I find him no permanent dwelling, I know he'll give me a mansion my own. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old. And someday yonder we'll never more wander, but walk the streets that appear as gold. Don't think me poor or deserted or lonely. I'm not discouraged. I'm heaven bound. I'm just a pilgrim in search of a city. I want a mansion, a robe and a crown. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old. And someday yonder, we'll never more wander, but walk the streets that appear as gold. I've got a mansion just over the Morning. Oh, we can do a little bit better because God has truly been good to us. So let's try it again. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Even though it's a little cloudy, 
and cool outside this morning. The sun of God is still shining bright. And if you get a little chilly this morning, you can just rub your hands together and warm yourself up from the love of God. He's truly a good God. If you were listening to our announcements this morning, it was very evident that he has been moving in the lives of those who were sick. A good God. Always has been and always will be, and his love has continued. It has carried over into this a new week. Because as we awoke this morning, God looked down from the coast of heaven. And as we always say, he has found favor within us. And because he has found favor, he has given us another opportunity to worship him in spirit and in truth, and also to work out our soul's salvation. So we can't get really any better than that. You know, I, I was sitting there laughing when Brother Glenn said, you know, you gotta, if you get here late, you gotta stand at the door and knock. You gotta identify yourself. Uh, you know, a day is coming. You got to be recognized. Yeah. You want to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You know what? But, but, but there are some things in life, church, that in order for you to get it, you got to want it. You ever heard somebody say, well, you, you know, I, I, I want success. Well, if you want success, then you got to go and get it. You know, in order for you to get some things, you, you've got to want some things, and even when it comes to your salvation, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let that sink in for a while. You gotta want it to get it. Uh, that's gonna be our topic this morning. I wanna use for a topic this morning, you gotta want it to get it. Let's go back and look at our scriptural text. <clears throat> taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. And the Bible reads, it says, Now, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. Now, in these, it says, lays a great multitude of sick people, Blind, lame, paralyzed, all waiting for the moving of the water. For the Bible states, it says, now, for, for an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Don't you love that? See, sometimes, you, you know, God has to stir up the waters hmm. in our lives, you know, to do a multiplicity of things. Sometimes he stirs up the water to get our attention. But it says, now, then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Verse 5 says, now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity. Some may say he was an invalid, but he had this condition for some 30 Eight years. Verse 6 is where we're going to draw our thought this morning. And verse 6 says, now when Jesus saw him lying there 
and knew that he had already been in that condition for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? See, that's why I said you got to want it in order to get it. When we look at this, this, this fifth chapter, it, it, it marks a major division in the Gospel of John. In the previous four chapters, we were looking at the life of Jesus and how Jesus was going to reveal himself and be the Messiah. But I want this morning, I, I want to look at the healing of this impotent man in John 5 and it reads here once again, as we've just read, it says now that he went up to the feast. And there was a man there. The Bible says now, there was nothing special about the man. He was just a man. But I want you to notice that now, there was a pool there, the Bible says. And there were five porches, but there were only one pool. So the Bible says now there were a lot of sick people there. Here again with a multitude of conditions and, and diseases, but in their mind, they believed that this pool had healing power. In their mind, they believed that it was the pool that had the healing power. And so many were there waiting for the waters to be stirred. And when the waters were stirred, they'd make a beeline to get in. Because they believed that it was the water. When the angel went down and, 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 and the waters began to bubble, and, 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 and the, when the waters began to trouble, all the water was doing was rising and falling. But in their minds, they believed that it was the water that was doing the healing. But now, on the scene comes Jesus. The Bible says now that Jesus came and, and, and he saw this man at the pool. Now, Jesus didn't, didn't call everyone. He didn't say to everybody, y'all come on, I'm here. I'm coming to heal everyone. The Bible says Jesus went to one man. Just one. Now the Bible says that, that, that there were many people there. But Jesus only sought out one particular person. Brother Ernest, can you get over to Matthew 22 and 14 for me? Matthew chapter 22 and, and verse number 14. For many are called, mm -hmm. but few are chosen. Amen. Many are called. Amen. Few are chosen. Mm -hmm. But I want you to, to picture this morning. They're all sitting there. They're all lying there. Five porches, one pool. Everybody's waiting to make their way when the water are trouble. But Jesus comes on the scene and he looks around 
and he picks out war. Mm. Many are called. Few are chosen. Few are chosen. See, he's calling this morning. Yes. He's calling. But are we listening? Or are you just waiting for the troubles, for the waters to be stirred in your lives? What got my attention here was you had all of these people looking at the pool, and the greatest physician there ever was was walking yep, in there. Yep. But they're still waiting for the waters to be troubled. What about you this morning? You have access to the greatest physician that's ever been known. But you're waiting hmm. for the waters to be troubled. But see, God, Christ came and he asked this man the very important question. He says now, do you want? to be healed. And you might say, Brother Spavin, why is this in here? Why, wh 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 why did God want this to be pinned on the pages of on the pages of inspiration here? It's not only to reveal to us who Jesus is, but it's also to help us understand how Jesus, how God is going to help us through the ministry Amen. of Jesus. Because, see, in the Old Testament, there was God. Mm -hmm. yes. But he told them now, a Messiah is coming. Amen. And so when we read the book of John here, he's showing us that he's here. He's here. And now he's showing us how we're going to make that transition to now Christ is on the scene. And now everything that's going to be done has to now come through him. So he asked this man, he says, now, do you want to be healed? <laughs> now, you might say to yourself, that's a stupid question. This man has been in this condition for some, what, some 38 years. He's been waiting to get in that pool. Yeah. Because he believes that's where the healing is. Now, the Bible does not say that he stayed there constantly for 38 years. It just says what? He had been in that condition mm -hmm. for 38 years. Mm. So evidently, somebody would pick him up. Drop him off. Now I got you here. The rest of it is up to you. Does that sound familiar? Hmm. Now see, sometimes we do the same thing. We bring members, but then we drop them off on somebody else. And then we can't figure out when Lord's Day, why they're gone. Because see, We've just dropped them off like we do our kids at daycare. Somebody else will take care of them until I come back. 
But Jesus asking, he says, now, do you want to be healed? Now, here's a man that's been in this condition for 38 years. But what kind of question is this? Do you want to be healed? But you know what? Jesus never asked a foolish question. The question has some validity to it. He says, now, do you want to be healed? He's asking the same question this morning. Do you want to be healed? Now, this was a very important question. Because, see, you've got to want it to get it. I came here for a couple of years, and the elders would always talk to me. Brother Spivey, you need to do this. Not call me Brother Spivey, but they would say, Ariel, you need to do this. Ariel, you need to do that. But I didn't want it. So I didn't get it. See, I had to understand that it was important. And once we understand something is important, then we want to grasp onto it. Now, some of you, it took a long time for you to want to be saved. And then when you made up your mind that, yeah, I want to be saved, then you had to figure out how to get it. So we asked this man, do you want to be made whole? And the man said, yes, I do. I want to be made whole. But see, some of us don't realize yet that you know what? Close mouths don't get fed. So you know, Jesus comes by this way every day. And we let him pass right on by. And you know what you're telling him? You're telling me that I don't want what you have to offer. But, you know, we need to be like Bartimaeus. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) Bartimaeus was a blind beggar. And when he got word that Jesus was coming to town, he yelled out, Jesus! And they said, shh, be quiet. Be quiet. But he yelled out, Jesus, son of David. Be quiet. Messing with all these folks around here. Be quiet. But even sometimes a blind man can see what's in Christ Jesus. Those of us who have 2020, Mm. let him walk right on by. You got to want it to get it. And so we ask him, do you want to be made whole? It's a question that if you have not accepted Christ Jesus, that you got to ask yourself every day, do I want what he has to offer? Now, if this man had not answered the way he answered, 
Jesus would have walked. Mm -hmm. Right on by. Cause see, Jesus is not gonna force himself on anyone. But he said now, do you want to be healed? As the spirit moves around in here this morning, it's asking the same question. Do you want to be made whole? It's not hard. It's free. But like we said now, you got to want it in order to get it. So the man said, yes, I want to be healed, but some things keep happening. Every time I, I try to get in, something happened. I'm trying, but I just can't get in. He says, now, yeah, I want to be healed. I tried. I, 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 I tried everything I know to try to get in the water. I want to be healed, but see, I don't have the ability. I don't have anybody to help me. Every time the waters are stirred and troubled, I try to make my way down there. But it says now others step in front of me. Is that the problem you have this morning? It shouldn't be. Mm. Because you can't use for an excuse. Every time I get ready, somebody steps in front of me. The Bible says, now, you, 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 you know, there's room at the cross for everybody. He says, in my father's house are many mansions. The man said, yeah, I want to be healed. I've been trying to get into the water, but the conditions around me to prohibit me from getting there. Help is here. Help has arrived. So now all of the excuses are gone. The Bible says now what? God once winked at ignorance. So we don't have an excuse anymore. I don't have anybody to put me in. I don't have anybody to pick me up. But help now is here. Christ. Is on the scene. As we said now, the greatest physician has ever been known to man is now on the scene. Now, many people may have lost hope, church. We, we, we may have some here this morning that have given up on their condition. They, they don't see how what's going on in my life can never change. I, I don't see any way out of this, of, of this thing that I have. Maybe I've got a respiratory condition and, and, and I, I, I just don't see, you know, the doctor has told me that he's done all he can do. I don't see how this can get any better. Matthew 19 and 26 tells me, well, man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Mm -hmm. I like that three-letter word all because it doesn't leave anything out. 
He says that all things are possible mm -hmm. with God. So now that help is on the scene, help is here, the man no longer has an excuse because, see, now all things are possible because Christ is on the scene. Amen. And we're about to see something take place that we're going to break down. All things now are possible. And it amazes me how, how we can struggle with some things in our lives and then say, but, 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 but I got this under control. Mm -hmm. Never realizing that it really has control mm -hmm. over you. You ever heard somebody say, uh, 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 I, quitting smoking is easy. I did it a hundred times. Duh. It's easy. Look, look, look. I quit. <coughs> I quit. And the next thing you know, they're looking for the cigarette lighter mm -hmm. and another one. But see, with God, all things are possible. Mm -hmm. Now, as a child of God, I need to understand Philippians when it says, now, I can do all things. Through Christ Jesus. Now, this is where we mess up this verse sometimes. We have to go back and understand what Paul was saying. Paul is saying, now, all these things that he had listed above, I can do through Christ Jesus. It's not saying I can do anything or I can do whatever I want to do. It's not saying that. My will has to be in accordance with the will of God in order for that thing to work out. Sometimes we teach it wrong. We teach it, well, all you got to do is, is, is do it in his name and it's going to be okay. That's not what the scripture says. That's not what it's teaching. So we got to understand that when we get over there and it says I can do all things through Christ Jesus, it has to be in accordance with his will. I can't do what I want to do and then ask God to help me do it. It may be something contrary to his will and to his way. But he asked this man again, do you want to be healed? Now here, here we're going to get to a very critical point in these scriptures. And, and, and I want you to turn there if you can, because I want you to be able to follow along with me. Now, when Christ was talking to this man, he didn't say, oh, come on now. I'm going to help you get into the pool. So the next time there's trouble, I'm going to pick you up. Mm. And I'm going to place you in the pool. He didn't say that. Mm -hmm. He could have offered that type of assistance. But he didn't. He didn't say, keep hanging on, keep coming, and then one day, maybe you'll be able to get in. He didn't say, now, every day you just kind of scoot yourself a little bit closer. He didn't say, now, someday, if you keep scooting, 
a little bit closer, you'll be close enough that when the waters begin to get troubled, all you got to do is just Amen. fall on in there. Amen. That's not what he said. See, someday, someday are things that man says to each other. Maybe someday, maybe someone, but see, God doesn't work that way. When God makes you a promise, he's a promise keeper. He doesn't say someday because he already knows what the day is. He didn't work like that. So what he did then, so, so, so when we look at our Bible, what is it that Christ actually said? Now, if you got your Bibles out, if you got your highlighters, I, I, I want you to follow along with me here. First, he said, he asked a man to do something that was impossible. Secondly, he removes the possibility of the man having a relapse. And thirdly, he expects this man to have continued success. Now, he says all of this in few words. He says, rise, take up your pallet, and walk. Excuse me. He says, now rise, pick up your pallet, and walk. So there's a whole lot in those couple of words. Rise and walk. Pick up your pallet. So in other words, he was telling them, you're not going to need it to get in the water any longer. You're not going to need it. But he says, now, pick this thing up and take it away with you. You're not going to need it. So he asked the man to do something that the man could not do. See, for 38 years, he wasn't able to do it. And this is what I want you to see this morning. The man senses that if this man tells me to rise, if this man tells me to rise, then evidently he's able to do something that I can't do myself. So what are you saying, Brother Spivey? What I'm saying is, this man at this point when he was talking to Jesus, he transferred his faith from himself to Christ. This man just told me to get up. Now, you know I can't get up. But if this man tells me to do this, then evidently, he knows something. He has something that can help me do what he tells me to do. Amen. So he told him, rise. Get up. Take your pallet with you. So the man does what he tells him to do. Now he says, if this man is going to help me, then I got to do what he tells me to do. If I want to make heaven my home, I got to do what the man tells me to do. We sing a song sometimes, trust and obey. 
I got to do what the man tells me to do. In order for me to get it, I got to want it. And so it's critical for us to realize anytime that we're looking for help from God, there's something that God wants you to believe. First of all, you got to believe. You got to believe that there are a whole bunch of things that you got to believe, but you can start out by believing God is who he said he is. And if you believe God is who he said he is, then there's nothing that God can't do. But this man has now transferred faith from himself to Christ. And so there's always something God wants you or tells you to believe, and then he wants you to do something. He wants you to act on it. And so, in other words, Jesus didn't say, try to walk. Hmm. I'm going to let that sink in. He didn't say, put your arm on me and let me help you stand on your feet. He said, Rise! Get up! And you know what happened? Get up. He stood up. He got some strength in his muscles. He was able to stand up. Ooh. Can you see him just stretching out? Mm. 38 years. And now one man says, Rise. See, the man's will, Christ's will, and the power of God. There's nothing when you put those three together that cannot be accomplished. So what are you saying, Brother Spivey? This is what I'm saying. See, church, sometimes the doctor and the patient have to work together in order for the plan to work. Those three things, when they begin to work together, the man got up. How many times has God helped you? Get on up. Let it flash back for a little while. There were some times in your life when you were crippled. There were some times in your life when you found yourself at the pool of Bethesda. There were some times in your life when you were paralyzed, when you were blind, you were eaten up with sin, but here comes the man. And he says, do you want to be healed? See, sometimes we become paralyzed. Sometimes we get weak in the knees spiritually. We've all been there. We've all been at the pool of Bethesda. Waiting for somebody to do what? Pick us up. And Jesus comes on the scene. Do you want to be healed? You got to want it. To get it. Do you want it this morning? Do you really want it? This morning. So he told him, he said, now, rise. Take your pallet. Why did he tell the man to take the pallet? Because, see, 
if Christ had not told this man to take his pallet, then the man may have started thinking, you know what, let me leave this here. Because, see, I may need it tomorrow. So Christ wanted to let him know, you know, take this mess with you. You don't need it. I don't want to see you back here. Because, see, I've already shown you that you can walk away from here. So take that pallet with you. See, sometimes we hold on to crutches, mm. even though we're able to walk. But he says now, I don't want you to relapse. I don't want you to go back into your old condition again of sitting by the pool for another 38 years. I've told you to get up. Now get up and get going. He also told us mm. to get up and get going. But when he told this man to leave his mat, he's telling us to take the word. And the man got up, rolled his mat up, and walked away. Because he no longer did he need it. Take up your bed. Get rid of it. You're not going to need it any longer. And what he's saying is, I don't want you to go back. I don't want you to go back in that condition. <coughs> Excuse me, again. We're missing some people this morning. That even though they picked up their mat, they didn't throw it away. They saved it, and now they're using it again because they're gone back into the world. But see, sometimes we need to burn our bridges. Yep. We need to be able to, to take a stand. Now, don't you believe that if Christ has given him the power to stand up, If he told him to get up, if he told him to rise up and take your pallet with you, don't you know he's able to give him the power to keep walking? But what we need to do is when we pick up our pallet, even though we're walking away, we don't need to look back. You remember Lot's wife? He said, don't, 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 don't look back. And the Bible says, now, when you got your hand on the plow, you can't keep looking back and plowing. Somebody going to walk by and say, what in the world? What kind of rose you got? You got a blind mule or what? Now, one of y'all got to be blind. Either you or the mule for your lines to look like that. But he says, get all this stuff off. Get away from here. But it, 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 it gets even, it gets even better, church. The man took all of his stuff with him. And it was not intended for him to go back. Because what he told them was, he says, now, get up, pick up. 
Whoo! And walk. In other words, shake all that stuff off. Keep on going. Don't look back. See, some of us stand up. We roll up. But we don't move. We stay right there. And if you never move, a funny thing happens. Your view never changes. But he tells them, get away from here. Walk. Now that man's heart had to be filled with joy. 38 years I've been there. Somebody's been dropping me off, but now I'm able to walk away. Same joy we should have felt when we came up out of this watery grave of baptism. I'm able to walk in a newness of life. But the man did what he expected him to do. Now, what he was telling him, he was saying, now, don't expect to be carried any longer. Because you remember every day somebody had to drop him off. But now he's been healed. So Christ is telling him, don't, don't expect to be carried every day now. I want you to walk. Same thing is true for us. You know, we got to learn how to walk. Don't expect everybody to carry us because, see, salvation is an individual thing. And if he's given you the power to stand, He's able to give you the power to walk. But in that walk, we, we need to stay focused. Because the Bible says, now looking into Jesus, who's the author and finisher of our faith. So now, a funny thing happens also, because see, that was the Sabbath. Now, the Jews were upset because you weren't supposed to be doing anything of work nature mm-hmm. on the Sabbath. But so this man now, he's in trouble. He's in trouble. Same trouble, you know, how, how, how we got when you became a member of the body of Christ. How your family may not have anything to do with you. How your friends didn't have anything to do with you. Yeah. But see now, now, now here, they had a whole list of Sabbath day restrictions. When you get back to Jeremiah chapter 17, it says, Now, do not bring any burden out of your house on the Sabbath day. But now here this man is. He's walking. He's carrying his mat. He, he's just been healed, and they question him. What are you doing carrying that mat on the Sabbath day? But they should have been asking him, aren't you that man that's been laying by the pool for 38 years? What happened to you? Who, who, who did this to you? Who healed you? But now, instead of being focused on the healing of the man, they were more concerned with the law. You're doing all this on the Sabbath? Who did this? Who was working on the Sabbath? So now they begin to persecute the man and Christ. Because, see, now the Pharisees had a little bit of legitimacy 
ending persecution of Christ. Because the Jewish law said, now you, you can't be working on the Sabbath day. So they begin to persecute both of them. But now, when this man was healed, the Jewish law said, now, when, when, when you were healed, when you were cleansed, you had to make your way up to the temple. And so the man finds his way up to the temple. Love this part. Now it says, now when the man, they ask him, who healed you? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just doing what the man told me to do. Mm -hmm. I picked up my stuff, rolled it up, and I walked over here. Who did this? He said, I, I mean, I don't know. A lot of people were down there. All I know and concerned about is, look at here. I can walk. So I'm headed to the temple. But when the man got to the temple, the scripture says he didn't have to look for Jesus. Jesus found him. Don't you like it? You can't hide from Jesus. Man. You can't hide from him. He's still searching for you today <clears throat> if you haven't accepted him as your personal savior. Just like he, he picked out that one man. You may be that one today. Because he's asking all of us the question. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be made whole? And so... When Christ finds this man, he says something that I like. Now, he never said to the man, <clears throat> sin no more. Because if you sin some more, you're going to lose this healing. He didn't say that. He says, see, you have been made whole. See. In other words, I want you to realize that your old condition is gone. See, see, you have been made whole. Now, Jesus never says sin no more until he tells someone you have been made whole. And so this man has been made whole, and Christ is now calling his attention to the fact that he's been healed both physically and spiritually. And then he tells him, you know what? Sin no more. Mm -hmm. Because if you do something worse, it's going to happen to you. Yep. You know how the Bible says, you know, God cleaned out one, one demon. And then he began to just walk around the desert. Just walking around trying to find somewhere else to go. And he said, you know what? I'm, I'm, I might as well go back to where I left from. They still got a vacancy sign up. But when he came back this time, he said, what? I'm going to bring some people with me. So when you get that stuff clean now, you got to make sure that you keep it clean out. You know, sometimes we're more concerned what's on the outside. Than what's on the inside. But the Bible says God looks at the which is on the inside. And so he tells this man, I want you to realize and understand <clears throat> that you have been made whole. 
But now he tells them, now, you can't keep sinning because if you do something worse, mm-hmm. it's going to happen to you. So if you got your Bibles this morning, as we come to a close, I want you to turn to Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. Because, see, Paul says something wonderful here that we got to understand and we got to remember. Galatians 6, chapter 6 and verse 7. And here the Bible says, now, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For he who sows to his own flesh shall from the flesh reap corruption. But he says, now, but he who sows to the spirit shall reap life eternally. So the warning is, now, I've made you whole. Right. Physically. Spiritually. But now this is the key that we need to understand. Mm. Just because he made us clean one time doesn't mean that if we don't put some effort into it, we can't stay clean forever. Mm -hmm. So see, we got to make sure that we understand it's not once saved, always saved. You got to put some work into this thing every single day day but now he also knows the heart and the nature of man so he has worked into this thing salvation and then he says you know what i understand that every once in a while you might step out of the light but he says because i love you so much i'm going to give you repentance and so when you mess up just tell me father i messed up i made a mistake that doesn't diminish my love for you, son. You just acknowledge it that you have made a mistake. But you got to want it, church, in order for you to get it. And as we come to a close, the man explained that it was Jesus who healed me. And they looked at Jesus and and, and they began to persecute him more. But Jesus ignored them. And he ignored the regulations because they were the traditions of men. And so Jesus explained why he breaks those traditions. The Bible says now, but Jesus answered them and he said, my father is working still. And I am working. Amen. So the same thing Christ said back then is true today. He's still working. I don't care what it is you're going through in your life, God is still working. You could be going through something right now that you're trying to get through on your own. And God is just saying, here I am. Let me work this thing out for you. But see, but if you don't bring it to him and drop it out, he may never handle it for you. We have a propensity that when we drop stuff off, we want to go back and and check on it. Like I do when my wife is baking sometimes. She tells me, "Don't, don't open it up. You let my heat go down. But all I got to do is just turn the light on. 
and look in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all we got to do. Yep. It's just turn the light on. Turn the sun on, the S-O-N. Turn them on and watch how bright your life can get. But you got to want it to get it. Do you want it this morning? Because, see, he's, he's still able to work. He's the same God he was back then. It's the same Christ it was back then. He's working today just like he worked back then, and he's asking the same question this morning that he asked back then. Do you want to be made whole? You can be. He's got a plan. It's called a plan of salvation. You simply have to hear the word of God. Believe what it is you've heard. Repent of your sins. Confess that Christ is the son of the true and living God. Be baptized for the remission of those sins. And the Revelation writer says, then you got to be faithful unto death. But I want to close on this. This pool, yes, sir. this pool is far better than the one that was at Bethesda. There's not an angel that's going to come down to this pool. But it is Christ. It is the blood of Christ that you're going to come in contact with in here. You don't have to wait. You don't have to look and wait for the bubbles to come on. It's already in there. So if you're here this morning, don't wait for the waters of the world to trouble your lives. Accept him today. No matter what the need is, we serve a God that's able. So if you're here this morning and you or someone in your family just need prayers, let your request be known. If you want to accept Christ as your personal Savior, there's no better time than today. Whatever it is you need, he's a one-stop God. So if there's something that you need this morning, examine yourself according to the word of God and then make the necessary corrections. Last week, it was the man in the middle. This morning, it's the man in the mirror. Examine yourself based upon the word of God. And whatever it is you need as you stand, this is your opportunity to get it right with God. Do we have one this morning? Would you come, please? When the Savior, do we have another this morning? I will answer, and I'll be somewhere and listening for my name. Would you come, please? Yes, I'll be somewhere. Listening, we serve I'll an awesome God, church. And listening, I'll be somewhere. There's gonna be another this and morning. Listening for my name, yes, for my name. You don't have and to be ashamed. I'll be somewhere. Listening, there's I'll someone be else somewhere. in here suffering from something else. Listening, I'll be somewhere. But each of us needs to get it right with God. For my name. There's gonna be another this morning. And if my heart is right. When he calls me, if my heart if not, you may be is right, 
I will hear him if my heart is right when he calls me and I'll be somewhere and listening for my name yes I'll be somewhere listening I'll be somewhere listening I'll be somewhere and listening for my name yes for my name and I'll be somewhere listening I'll be somewhere listening I'll be somewhere and listening for my name well, thank you for listening church and it's it's not a hard concept when you say in order for you to get it you got to want it. And I keep using this as an analogy. If you go down here to Regions and you pass by and you're spitting out $100 bills and you want some of those, you're going to go and get it. You're not just going to pay. Lord, look at that. That thing's spitting out hundreds. You're going to stop that thing and you're going to go over there and you're going to get you some. Some of us stop for Popeye's chicken. I want it, and I'm going to get it. But all of those things fail in comparison to salvation. Amen. And few of us sometimes want it. Therefore, you're not going to get it. Thank you for listening this morning, church. And as you go throughout the course of this week, have a desire to do as God has commanded. Thank you. Amen. What a wonderful message. Let church say amen. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful message. If you want it, you got to get up and go get it. One of the things that amazed me about the message is that they was looking at the water thinking that the water had the power, and it was Jesus that had the power. <laughs> I don't know what you're looking for this morning. <laughs> I don't know what you put your faith in this morning. <laughs> but, but it's Jesus that's got the power, y'all. <laughs> and he's got the power to change our lives. Amen. He is the one that can be everything for us. Remember I told you this morning in Bible class that he is able to understand whatever we're going through. Right. I made mention that, that even when you have your heartaches, he understands because he understands. And I even said that sometimes, you know, even when we have trouble with our mate, he understands because he has trouble with his mate. But we want you to understand and make sure you understand what we're saying. Amen. Christ has a wife. Who is that wife? Church. It's the church. It's not one physical being. It's the church. We are the church. And when we don't act right, we are out of fellowship with the husband. <laughs> Let's get together and do it God's way. Do it Christ's way. If you want salvation, then let's go and get it, y'all. And we can get it. 
He's already told us how. Let's just go get it. Thank you, Brother Spivey. Wonderful, wonderful message. We have those that have come to make their wishes known. Brother Tyrone Atkins is coming, stating that he is sin, and he is asking for the prayers of the church. Brother Donnell Felton, he is asking for the prayers of the church. He will be traveling to and from Oklahoma, and he is just asking for our prayers. It's good to see everyone that has come out to be with us today. Good to see all of our visiting friends with us. Good to have my grandkids here with us today. And on that note, uh, we just like to thank all the young adults that help out with our grandkids as well. We are really appreciative of that. If nothing else, let's go to the throne. Heavenly Father, you've been so good to us. Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for all that you've done for us through all the bad times, all the good times. Just being with us, period, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for allowing us to be able to call you Father. And thank you for forgiving us and letting us be able to be your children. Father, we come thankful for the sermon that we heard today. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the messenger. We ask that you would please continue to bless him, that he can continue to bring messages that would help us out as we go along this path of life. Father, we ask that you would please help us to put the burden on us and to take the message and put it in our lives and to be able to take it out to others that they too may come to thee before it is everlasting too late. Thank you most of all for thy son, Heavenly Father, for allowing him to be the propitiation of sin and take our place when it should have been us. Father, we come mindful of our sins and we ask that you would please forgive us. Forgive us of all of our sins, for all of us have come short of thy glory. And we ask, Heavenly Father, that you would please help us to do better in the future than we have been in the past. Father, there is so much going on in our world today, and we just ask that you would please be with the hearts of men, Heavenly Father. Help them and prick their hearts that they will stop doing evil and seek peace. Father, we ask that you would please bless those that are in the hospitals, those that are dealing with all type of financial issues and and health issues and everything that they're dealing with. Just help them, Heavenly Father, to know that you are there and that you are able to help them if they will only come to you in obedience. Father, we ask that you would continue to to bless us, Heavenly Father, and just be with us as we go along the path of life. Help us, Heavenly Father, as we take the message out to others. Help us to to be able to say the right thing and do the right thing and live in the right way that others may come to thee before it is everlasting too late. Father, we ask that you would please send others into the vineyard to help us, Heavenly Father, gather in those that, that you want to come to you. Father, we, we just ask that you would please strengthen us and guide us as we go throughout the, this life. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. 
He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. Once again, I'd like to thank Brother Spot for the message he brought to us this morning. As we prepare for the collection and for the communion, let's all turn to page 822. Excuse me. Page 822. Heaven came down. 822. 822. All found. That's all seen. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day. Day I will never forget. After I wandered in darkness away, Jesus, my Savior, I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend. He met the need of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy, I am telling. He made all the darkness depart. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole, my sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. And born of the Spirit with life from above, into God's family divine, justified fully through Calvary's love. Oh, what a standing is mine! And the transaction so quickly was made when, as a sinner, I came and took of the offer of grace. He did proffer, he saved me, oh, praise his dear name. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole, my sins were washed away and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Let us say amen again. Amen. We certainly are gratified by the word of God that came through the man of God that touched the children of God on this morning. We certainly would carry that word with us and be reminded of the power of it as we go forward in this life that we are living. Uh, in the book of 2 Corinthians, uh, chapter 9 and Verse 6, it says, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully 
shall reap bountifully, every man according as he has purposed in his heart. So let him give, not begrudgingly, nor of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye will always, having all sufficiency in all things, abound to every good work. Amen. God will bless you if you give according to his word. Let us bow in a word of prayer. Gracious God, we thank you for all that has been rendered unto us from you. And we give back just a small portion uh, that it would return to you, that it may be utilized for the upbuilding of your kingdom here on earth. Uh, we thank you, we bless you, we praise you. In the name of Jesus is our prayer. Let us all say amen. amen. And now for the elements which represent the broken body and shed blood of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Paul said in the 11th chapter of the book of 1 Corinthians, uh, somewhere around the 23rd verse, for I have received of the Lord that which also I have given unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which hath been broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. Also likewise he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Let us bow. Oh, gracious God, we thank you for the elements which we have now at our disposal, which represent the broken body and shed blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We lift up our thanks for the sacrifice that you made that brought salvation nigh unto all of us. We pray for guidance, we pray for leadership, we pray for strength, we pray for comfort. And we pray that you would lead and guide us from one good degree of grace to another, and we shall forever be thankful to thee and shall forever lift up your holy name. In the name of Jesus, we pray, let us all say amen. 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 And let us now prepare these elements that we may commemorate and remember our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us receive the body of the Lord. Let us receive his shed blood. And when they had finished in the upper room, they sang a hymn and went out into the Mount of Olives. May you all be blessed of God. As we close, let's all turn to page 851, 851, as we close. 851. All found, let's all stand. Let us see. Blue skies and rainbows and sunbeams from heaven are what I can see when my Lord is living in me. You know that Jesus is well and alive today. He makes his home in my heart. Nevermore will I be all alone since he promised me that we never would part. 
Green grass and flowers all blooming in springtime, all works of the master. I live for each day, you know that Jesus is well, and I love today. He makes his home in my heart. Nevermore will I be all alone since he promised me that we never would Let us bow. Merciful, kind, compassionate, and loving God. Father God, I pray that our worship came before your throne this day as a sweet smelling savor, that it was acceptable in thy sight. Now by the grace of God and the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us all until we come again at the next appointed time. It's in Christ Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. Amen. Amen. Amen.